Last year, I had a coaching session with a young woman who was talking to me about feeling in a rut in her friendships in terms of how satisfied she felt and how overwhelmed she felt. And at some point during the discussion, I asked her, okay, well, let's start here. How many close friends would you say that you have? And she said, uh, hold on. And she proceeds to pull up her cell phone and begin scrolling. And I waited patiently and waited patiently. And eventually I'm thinking to myself, okay, this girl must be placing a DoorDash order or something because surely she's not like scrolling through it to count her friends, but she was. And finally she says to me, 38, I have 38 friends. And I said, girl, (laughs) I said, girl, you do not have 38 close friends. Now, normally I am not in the business of telling people, these are your friends. These are not your friends, but 38 close friends. Okay. She's clearly an extrovert. She clearly thrives and prides herself on having lots of people in her social network. And there's research that does show the benefits of having a large, expansive social network. But she was feeling the negative impacts of that. What's funny is that people would describe her as an extrovert and assume that she's doing just fine. In fact, one of the common misconceptions that I've observed about my title, being a friendship coach, Typically, people assume that I'm helping people who are socially awkward, socially anxious, shy, and who are unsure of how to string a sentence together, right? And while that woman is certainly on my roster, I think people would be surprised to find out that about 80% of the people I work with are high-achieving, charismatic women who have tons of people in their inbox, right? They have tons of pics on Instagram of them with friends. But there are some surprising downsides of being the extroverted friend. In today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, we're going to walk through first the upsides of having this kind of outgoing spirit and three surprising downsides of operating this way. So if you are the extrovert in your friend group, or if you've always been curious about the size of your extroverted friend that you don't know, then today's episode is for you. Welcome to the Friend Forward Podcast, powered by BetterFemaleFriendships.com. I'm Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, educator, and author of the upcoming book, Fighting for Our Friendships. And it's my job to share the science of women's conflict and connection. So when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding these kinds of relationships, I am here to help you through it. So before I walk you through some of the disadvantages of being the extroverted friend, based on one, being an extrovert myself, but two, mostly serving extroverted women, okay? I wanna start here with the upsides, okay? Some obvious upsides of being an extrovert are that you have a large social network. And yes, the research continues to confirm that people who have large social networks tend to be happier, healthier, and get better sleep, okay? Not necessarily people with a lot of friends, but people with a large social network. Okay, we can unpack that later, right? Extroverts tend to be very expressive. So oftentimes you don't have to guess what they're thinking and they're comfortable sharing their ideas. They're enthusiastic. They are inviting, which is why some introverts joke that their strategy for making friends is simply to make friends with an extrovert and then she'll take care of the rest, (laughs) right? She'll make friends for the both of them. And they can be good leaders. Again, not to say just because you're an extrovert, you will be one, but they tend to be good leaders. And when we're in a culture that typically praises and rewards people who are extroverts, 
and they tend to be promoted at a quicker pace in the workplace because we associate their extroversion with confidence and social skills and things like that. Sometimes it can leave introverts thinking like, okay, where do I fit in here? And I'll never be as smooth, as charismatic, as cool as extroverts. I'll never have things come as easily to me. And that's simply not true. So I want to walk you through three downsides of being the extroverted friend based on research. We're going to look at a very interesting study right out the gate. And then also based on conversations I have had with extroverted high achieving women over the past five, six years. Okay. So let's get into it. Downside number one, there is a new study that shows that extroverts are negatively perceived in two ways. One, they're seen as being inattentive. And two, they're seen as being performative. Now, whether or not that's accurate is a whole other story, but this is all about perception, which means that you might be talking to someone or have friends who like you well enough, they enjoy you, but is there a part of them that wonders if you're really listening, right? Because you're shining and talking and you're on stage sometimes. And then wondering if you're able to do this with everybody, right? The ease with which you are having conversation and joking and laughing and making them feel seen and all these things. Are you able to easily replicate this in other places? If so, are you putting on a show? Is that something that you are consciously performing, right? So I've had extroverts tell me like, oh my gosh, yes, I've been accused of being performative. And I'm like, no, this is really how I am, right? Now I'll say this here. With closer friends, they probably see past that. They're not thinking that. But maybe if you're in a newer friend group, you know, these are some ways in which we, I'm going to say we, because including myself, might be perceived. So your solution here, extroverted friend, if you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I think people think I don't listen to them. I think they think I'm, you know, putting on a show, but this is how I am. If that is you, I just want you to be mindful of certain ways that you can, during your conversation, reassure them that you're listening? Can you rephrase what they just said? Can you ask follow-up questions to demonstrate an interest in what they're sharing with you, right? And how can you convey your authenticity? How can you reassure them that this is me or this is how I am? Or how can you say certain things like, you know, I've never really shared this with anybody, but, you know, and then in an appropriate way, be vulnerable. Like, what are some ways that you can prove, hey, I'm here, I see you, I'm present, And the me that you're getting is the real me. Something to think about, okay? The second downside that I've observed of being the extroverted friend is a feeling that you're not truly known. Now, this is the primary reason why women will sign up for a session with me. It's not necessarily, oh, how do I initiate a conversation and like wanting technical social skills? It's mostly about, yeah, I've got people in my life, but I'm in a stage right now where I feel like They don't really know me. I don't really feel satisfied in these friendships if I'm keeping it real, right? And loneliness is not about a lack of relationships. It's about how you feel about the relationships that you do have. Unfortunately, we see extroverts, we see them smiling, their enthusiasm, the way that they're engaging and assume that this person is fulfilled, at least socially. And so we often overlook them as a group who might need social support who might be lacking connection, right? So in terms of intimacy or being really known, extroverts sometimes lack it for those reasons. 
I often say that, you know, sometimes you'll have an introvert and an extrovert who both attend a social gathering, but the introvert might leave that big party feeling more connected than the extrovert because that introvert perhaps sat on the couch and had a 30 minute conversation with the same two people, as opposed to the extrovert who was determined to work the room. Now she might leave on a high, you know, cause she's energized by interacting with all those people, right? She's got like this buzz in her veins, but in terms of feeling known in those interactions and those people feeling known by her, well, that's a whole other story. So when it comes to, you know, going wide instead of going deep to my extroverted friends, let me encourage you. If you feel like you have to stack your social calendar with all these interactions with tons of different people, but you are simultaneously feeling disconnected emotionally, maybe even psychologically a little distanced and isolated, I want you to look at your operation because time's a limited resource. And I need you to ask yourself, would you rather, you know, sprinkle out this limited time that you have among a lot of people or can you concentrate it with your three to five super close friends and get more strategic and intentional about pouring into those relationships, being vulnerable in those relationships, clocking hours together to share experiences, get to know them and to, by extension, feel more and more seen along the way. Okay. And the final downside that I want to present today about the extroverted friend is that sometimes they feel pressured to maintain and entertain because they're the extroverted friend. Here's what I mean. In terms of being pressured to maintain, right? A lot of times I hear extroverts say that, you know, they're tired of being the person who reaches out. And I mean, this is on both sides. This is not, you know, a gripe or complaint that is exclusive to one group or another, right? But extroverts sometimes are like, Hey, I like to be pursued, right? But sometimes people in the group wait and they rely on the extrovert to get things popping, right? We were relying on you to come up with the ideas of what we're going to do and tell us the time and where to go. We lean to you in social situations to carry the conversation because you got this, right? So that pressure to maintain the friendship, whether like from a an aerial view holistically or from like the day-to-day conversations, right? And then once we get together to provide the entertainment, to carry the conversation, to get things going. And so if you are an introvert, and I'm describing right now one of the friends in your group, how can you be mindful of ways that you can muster the courage to initiate a hangout, to initiate spending time together? Even though the other friend feels comfortable doing those things, how often do we rely on them to do the heavy lifting, right? Even though they're more comfortable, even though it comes more naturally to them, right? Would it be nice for them to sometimes be platonically desired and pursued? as well. Just something to think about. Okay. So as you know, we have this conversation more extensively, including videos, and I provide extra little studies and case studies because I just think this stuff is so interesting, along with some book recommendations, especially for my extroverted friends, but for introverts too, if you feel like you're not as seen in your friendships, I like to share resources. All of that lives over at our group chat. That's for women who listen to the show, but they leave wanting more. They want to get in the weeds with me and have more fruitful conversations. We house all that on our group chat and you can find out more information by visiting betterfemalefriendships.com. But before we leave, we're going to close out the way we always do. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. This episode is targeted specifically to my extroverted friends. I'm going to give this homework specifically to you. I challenge you this week to look at the overview, at the whole of your friendship landscape. How seen and satisfied do you feel? 
And I want you to think about ways in which your extroversion, your desire to do all the things with all the people and to maybe sometimes dominate all the conversations or or to entertain people, how does some of your own behavior contribute to your feelings of isolation? We're not saying it's your fault, but how have you maybe gotten into a certain pattern or default that is leading to you feeling not so known in your closest friendships? Because ultimately, I want you to experience platonic intimacy. I want you to feel fulfilled and satisfied. But are you burning so much fuel going so many places that you're failing to connect with the people who matter most? Because you deserve that. If this is something that is hitting especially hard, I want you to come tell me all about it on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson or at Friend Board to share with the larger community. Or you can visit us anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com. Until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time. Mm-hmm.